Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome everybody inside another edition of Believe in the Eagles. I'm your host, Mike Gill, joined this week by former Eagle. He's the host of Believe in the Jaguars. So we'll talk a little bit about Dougie P and his team as well. But former Eagle Clay Harbor is with me on this edition of Believe in the Eagles. Eagles Giants this week. You've played in this game, Clay. You know what's about to happen. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited. I got the Jaguars in the playoffs. I got the Eagles in the playoffs. Both teams looking good. Obviously, a little bit more of a of a tall task for the, for the Jags going against the Eagles' former coach Andy Reid. But the Eagles got a tough one too. You know, I think that this this Giants team isn't going to be a walk in the park. Brian Dable has done an excellent job. Former tight end coach of mine when I was playing with the New England Patriots. Very smart guy, intelligent offensive mind, great play caller. I mean, all these above. And, and he has Daniel Jones playing great these past, you know, four or five weeks. Saquon Barkley is, is pounding the rock. And this defense, this defensive line is pretty stout. So Eagles got their work cut out for them. I think they can get it done, but I don't think it's going to be easy. All right, one of the things I want to talk about with you to start things off before we kind of get into X's and O's and breaking this game and getting your thought and picking your brain, we saw the Giants last week. They look really good. Uh, and then you see a team one week, and they look really good. Cowboys fall into this a lot where, wow, they look really good. How much mm-hmm. do we take as a player of what you saw on film one <sighs> week and then saying that's who they're going to be again this week? How I always say when I do the show, like over the years of studying the game and watching you guys, one box is here, that box is closed, it's put on the shelf, and then a new box opens the next week. Or are there things that you can take from what you saw previous weeks into this matchup with the Giants looking so good against Minnesota? Does that mean in your mind, wow, they're starting to gain momentum, they're starting to be a better football team, and they're going to look better against the Eagles? When I'm watching tape, here's how I watch tape, right? I go for the most recent games. I'm going to watch the last game, no, no matter what, to see what what's the most recent thing they did when I'm watching film. And if I played them before, I'm also going back to that game. I'm seeing how I did against them. I'm seeing what, how they attacked my exact team, my exact scheme, and I'm, and I'm using that. So it is important to see what they've done recently, and I think that means a lot more than – your full body of work because it's what are you doing now how are you playing today that matters and me as a player I'm gonna go I'm gonna watch the tape of their last game because that's who they are now and that's what I would always do that's what all my teammates would do that's typically what the coaches do when they're making the game plan they're not going back to the midseason when they were struggling and you know game planning and they're game planning their last two games okay what have they been doing lately who are they now and that's how the NFL is man there's these ebbs and flows, and it, it, what matters is who's hot at the end of the year. And obviously, you got to get in the tournament. The Giants are hot right now, so this is going to be a tough one. Um, are they hot because they won last week? And are they they were seven and one at one point. They've only won three games really since the end of yeah. Uh, yeah. December. So this is a team that won last week. And I wonder, you know, how much that Week 14 game are the Eagles watching? I don't know how much of the week 18, but are they taking anything from the two matchups they had and 
taking that into this game? Yeah. So, you know, obviously, if you go back to the regular season and you look at that, you know, they're, they lost to the, you know, to the, to the Eagles, but they weren't really playing anybody then either. So before that, you know, they beat the, they, they beat, they beat the Colts and they lost to the Vikings and a close one. They beat, they beat the commanders, which obviously isn't a great team. So, you know, they had to win some games down the stretch and they've, you know, they've played some important ones, but I think the reason I, I see them as, as a hot team is because the way Daniel Jones has been playing, he's one of the top rated passers since week 14. I mean, after that Eagles game when they, you know, the Eagles got him 48 to 22 and then, they come back and beat the commanders. They lose a heartbreaker to the Vikings who are a playoff team. And obviously they come back and avenge that they beat the Colts who, I mean, we can all say it's not hard. They got to rest their players and, and they come back. And obviously we said, we talked about them, you know, beat the Vikings, but I think Daniel Jones, man, Brian Dable's a smart guy and he's really figuring out how to use them. He's running. He's not, he's not trying to make them into Tom Brady, which is a, a quarterback that obviously Brian Dable spent, many years with in his time in New England. He's not trying to make him into Peyton Manning. He knows what he is. He's not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. He's really tailored Daniel Jones into a specific player. And I know the Eagles have beaten this team badly before, but I don't see that happen. I see it being a one score, maybe possibly 10 point game this, this time around. It's because I think the Eagles got this, they got a full full roster man they got offense they got defense they got every everything this year and i think this is one of the best eagles rosters that, that i've seen in my time so i'm excited clay what does your intuition say about you know you've been around guys who have been hurt and how teams try to guard the injuries you see jalen hurts he did play in a game so it's not that he was so injured that he could not play in the game he seemed to be limited or they limited the play calls for him Two weeks later, that injury occurred a month ago. Actually, it was December 18th. It's January 19th as we record this year live. Do we feel that Jalen Hurts one month later is going to be 100% fully ready to go? You've been in these little cat and mouse games. What do you think is going yeah. on with Jalen Hurts right now? I think, I mean, he's fine. He's going he's gonna to play through some pain, but I don't foresee this injury stopping him from doing anything. The way he played last week showed me that he can get the job done. And now you got another two weeks off. Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. There's going to be a little pain in the shoulder, but there's nothing that every player has. And obviously, maybe they want to play that up, play a little game to think, okay, maybe we have to look at this offense. It's going to be a little bit different. Maybe the Eagles aren't going to run that zone read as much because, you know, Jalen's shoulder. But realistically, I think they are. I think they're going to come out. They're going to run that zone read like they always do have some quarterback runs, and they're going to play the offense that they always play, the one that we know and love. So I think that Hurts is fine. Everybody's a little bumped, a little bruised, got as banged up a little bit, and I think he's kind of healed from that, especially after two weeks off. And you play the game, like there's no way that this thing is really going to limit him still, in my opinion, from what I've seen in, in, in the history of playing. And obviously, that's a tough, tough injury, especially for a quarterback who's throwing the ball a lot, but I don't foresee it slowing Jalen down, down the stretch here. Uh, Clay, obviously, you know, you take a look at the Eagles, 14 and three, number one seed. They had all sorts of, of uh, records this year. When you watch this team, what makes the offense so difficult, especially if with the Giants? The Giants love the blitz. 
They blitzed the Eagles 50% of the time this year in the two games. Last week against Minnesota, they only blitzed like 22% of the time. So what is Wink yeah. Martindale's best uh, defensive uh, discord here? Blitz Jalen Hurts or sit back like he did against Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson last week? What do you anticipate Wink Martindale doing with the Giant defense? I see him sitting back and playing some zone coverage. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a tough quarterback to defend, especially Lane Johnson coming back. You're, you're, this this offensive line is too smart to get beat by the blitz. Jalen Hurts is too smart to get beat by the blitz. He sees everything. Jason Kelsey's going to see everything. They're going to be in the right formations. They're going to be in the right play call. They're going to slide the, the line the right way. They're going to pick up the blitz. And you don't want to blitz. You're man-to-man blitz. Now everybody's in man-to-man. You got people's back facing Jalen Hurts. Guess what? Jalen Hurts just ran for 15 yards in a first down. He's going to have to sit in the zone, maybe send a zone blitz here or there, but I don't foresee them blitzing as much. And Jalen Hurts has shown that he can beat the blitz this year. He can beat the blitz. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league against the blitz. So I think that it's going to be more of a zone coverage type day for the Vikings, and they know that they can't really try to you know pick on Jalen Hurts and heat him up that much because this O line, especially with Lane Johnson coming back and Jason Kelsey, who has seen everything twice that there is to see. So I don't think that's going to happen. Clay, you play tight end. I'm interested to get your take on how Goddard factors into this game. You got AJ Brown, you got Smith, but Goddard, everybody saw Hawkinson last week. Uh, how does uh, the Eagle tight end Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, he did not play in that 48 22 game and you put up 48 points in that game. Obviously, Goddard's back this time around. The Giants haven't really seen him. He did play last time they played in Week 18, but not really a factor. So your former position, tight end, Dallas Goddard, to me, he's a top-five tight end in the league. How do the Eagles uh, implore him this week? He's going to be big. I think I think Dallas Goddard has a big game because Brian Dable's going to look at this offense and say, hey, man, this team's got two, two of the top receivers in the league. How are we gonna how are we gonna play against him? He might pop some cover two, right? And cover two means there's gonna be a big hole in the middle of the defense. And I'm sorry, I mean I like this linebacking core, but Jalen Smith, Micah McFadden, you know, I don't think any of these guys can can cover Dallas Goddard. I think Goddard has a big game and I like some of these safeties. Obviously, Julian Love's questionable. Um, Adored Jackson can play, but Dallas Goddard, in my opinion, is the best tight end in the NFL, not named Travis Kelsey. He's the best tight end in the NFL that doesn't have a brother on the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? So I think it's going to be a big day for, for Dallas Goddard once you try to take away A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and take have your luck with – try your luck with Dallas Goddard. To me, he's the best tight end in Eagles history. I mean, he hasn't got it yet, but if he keeps doing what he's doing, that's what he's going to do. I mean, he's elite. He can run. He can catch. You can use play action with Goddard because he can block. That's my main thing with with Goddard. When I look at tight ends, you know, can this guy run block? And not just for the reason to run the football. That's a big reason. There's two reasons. One, can you run to hit to the strength when he's there and you don't cut off half the field, have to send them slicing back across formation or arc him release to a safety or, or send him to the flat or something? Can he block? He can. Okay, that's good. You can run the ball anywhere. It's one of the good reasons Eagles have a good running game. Then the second thing I look at tight end is can he, can he run block because, okay, will they buy the play action? When your play action is strong, they have to believe it because Goddard can block. They're not – it's not like when you're with the Jaguars, you know, you got to split out, you know, Evan Ingram because 
Evan Ingram isn't. You're not play action Evan Ingram. He's not blocking front side. He's just not. Love the guy. Great receiver. He's not blocking front side. So now Goddard can sneak out and, and, and get between those linebackers who are stepping up to stop the run. And now there's a big hole there. So I see Goddard having a big game for that reason. Eagles establish the run, little play action, get Goddard behind these linebackers, and, and Jalen loves loves Goddard. He hits him when he's there. Uh, it'll be definitely interesting to see who the Giants focus on. The last time they played Clay, the Week 14 game, Miles Sanders had 177 yards, but we all know Boston Scott has had the Giants number. <laughs> there. Uh, do the Eagles, should they, lean on the run game against this Giants defense? I think so. I think they're in the playoffs, the run always travels well. Obviously, you got a good quarterback, but it, you really do want to establish that. And I know down the stretch they haven't been running the ball as much, but I think you establish the run and you go off that. They can't stop you. You have one of the best running offenses in the league. Jalen Hurts, use some zone read, obviously some downhill stuff. If Lane is back, you can run behind him. They got Kelsey. You got all those guys. And you establish the run that opens up so many things. If they get the run established early, there's literally, I mean, almost a 0% chance the Giants can win this game. If you establish the run and you're not down – you're not pigeonholed into throwing the ball and, you know, hitting your big-time receivers and making plays. This game's as good as done. So that's what you got to do if you're Sirianni. And I know he loves to sling the ball, but establish the run. Get Miles Sanders. Boston Scott loves the Giants. Get them involved early around this big offensive lineman. These guys, like, you, offensive linemen love pass blocking is cool, but they want to run block. They yeah. want to fire off and hit the defense. Take their aggression on the defense. That's what the old line wants to do. Run the ball, then play action off of that. All right, uh, let's look at the Giants on uh, on the offense here. Daniel Jones, uh, obviously last week. The Vikings play a similar defense to the Eagles, right? They play a very similar style of defense, but maybe don't have the same talent. What did they, if, if the Eagles play the, the Vikings style of defense, does Daniel Jones have another big game in them? You know, Daniel Jones, obviously he doesn't have huge numbers, 3,000 yards, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. But where Daniel Jones really gets a job done is is football, 700 yards, averaging almost six yards a carry, seven touchdowns. So, I mean, the Eagles do run a similar style defense, but I just think they got better players. Yeah, I think Hassan Reddick, you can't account for him. I think T.J. Edwards has shown that he can play at the high level. He's one of the best middle linebackers in the league. Kaiser White played solid, and obviously you're missing Avante Maddox, but I think overall this defense is is too good. And you got two two of the best cornerbacks in the league, so you don't have to focus as much on the coverage aspect. You obviously still do, but you can take away certain things. If Daniel Jones starts killing it, you know, you can kind of put Slay and Bradbury on an island and focus more on stopping that run and force them to throw the ball. I think that's what they're gonna do. Make Daniel Jones beat you with his arm. You know, I think Gannon knows that. This guy's got to beat us with his arm. We're not going to let him beat us with his legs. He's done a better job of that. He's been throwing the ball better, but I still don't believe he can beat you with his arm. You can stop Saquon and stop Daniel Jones running the football. You're going to win this game. Your defense is going to be successful. And I think that's as far as it goes right there. Stop, stop those two guys on the ground. It's going to be a good day for the Eagles. Yeah, now Clay Harper's with us, former Eagle tight end. He's hosted Believe in uh, the Jaguars and, of course, Jags and, and uh, 
Kansas City. That's the early game on Saturday before the Eagles and Giants. I want to get your take as a guy who played in the league and has probably heard all these crazy numbers. Uh, the Eagles are 5-0 and in home divisional round games. They've never lost at home in this game. They've won nine straight home games against the Giants. Um, that kind of stuff. Do players uh, care about that? Do you guys like, eh, you know, I know it's like, well, I wasn't on any of those teams. What's the matter? But there's a reason why those numbers continue to add up. You beat the Giants nine straight times in Philadelphia. The Eagles have never lost a divisional home game. Do those stats matter? Those stats matter to guys like us sitting here talking about the game. That's about <laughs> where they matter. Okay, there's trends, right? So there's that's a trend. That's not just a one-off. That's a trend. So why is that happening? But as a player, you don't care at all about that. What you care about is getting in. I'm watching the tape. I'm looking at these defensive ends. What I'm doing, say I'm, you know, I'm Dallas Goddard, right? I, I'm not looking. We've won nine straight. We've beat the Giants, you know, at home. We've won five straight. No, I'm going in. I'm watching Thibodeau. I'm watching Warren. I'm watching these DNs. I'm watching these linebackers. Okay, same guys I'm playing against. I'm watching the previous game I had against them. Saying, okay, here's how I did against them. Here's what they did to me. Okay, let me watch the last couple of games they've played. Okay, here's what they're doing now. Here, I'm watching the scheme. Okay, this is new coverage for them. Okay, if they, if they pop this, I should be one-on-one -on -one with the linebacker. I don't care anything about any – you know, we've won 10 straight, five straight to, to the players and the coaches. That doesn't matter. What matters is the man across from you and you narrow your vision down to the, your single matchup. And that's what everybody does when your team is just rolling. Nobody cares. You see the five feet in front of your face, right? And that's what you take advantage of. And in the end, that's when you look back and you say, okay, wow, that's because we prepared the way we prepared. Our coaches coach the way they coach, and that's why it happens. But you just got to keep doing the same things you've been doing and not listen to any of that noise to keep it going. When you start thinking about that stuff, that's when you start losing focus right. of your routine and your regiment. No, you just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Block it out. Don't think about it. Block it. Just keep doing it. Then you can look back and say, wow, you know, this is why we're where we are. Why we've won is because of that. So as a player, you don't think about that as all at all. Right. Like does it slip into the subconscious? Like, why are we not ever able to win in Philadelphia? And like that doubt is that <laughs> set in, in the beginning. Uh, but you know, look, the Giants just haven't been very good. This is much better. You said you played with Brian Dable. What makes him like I love this hire for them? I feel like they're obviously not the most talented roster, but how does a coach how are they able, and specifically a guy like Dable, who you said you play for, how is a guy like that able to get the most out of a roster like this Giants team? Man, I can't say enough about Brian Dable. I was only, and here's here's my, so I went from Jacksonville to uh, to New England. I remember Jacksonville back in 20, 2016. I played uh, four years with the Jags. I'm a free agent. And the Jags offered me another deal, two-year deal. Instead of going back to the Jags, I took the deal with the Patriots because I wanted to play with Tom Brady. You know, I wanted to play with Belichick, have a chance to win a championship. Unfortunately for me, halfway through the season, I got injured. I got released. I got picked up by the Lions. The next day, finished off the season with the Lions. But just through that entire offseason and that whole half a season, Brian Dable is my tight end coach. So, obviously, I'm with him every day. One of my favorite coaches I've had in my life. This guy not only – 
is he a great human, a fun guy to be around? He's accountable. He will chew you out now. But he's a guy that respects you. You respect him. But he is one of the most intelligent coaches I've ever had. For a guy that never played ball, he knows ball. He as a tight end coach, I'm like, man, I've been in this league. I've been in this league for like seven years at that point. And I'm like, I didn't know half this stuff. And Gronk got to spend his career with, you know, like grow up with Brian Dable. I'm like, man, I'm jealous because that probably helped Gronk become who he was as a player and just the little idiosyncrasies that Dable can find to get you from an okay player to a great player. Dable is great at maximizing your potential. When I was healthy in New England, I was playing the best ball I've ever played. Martellus Bennett goes to New England. All of a sudden, he's a Pro Bowl caliber tight end playing with Brian Dable. It's just what happens with Dable. He gets the most out of his guys. His guys want to play for him. He's stern. He will chew you out, but he is a smart, intelligent coach that you respect. And as a head coach, I haven't had the experience with him, but as a head coach, I've heard the same thing. He gets the most out of his team. He knows where his weaknesses are and where his strengths are. He minimizes his weakness and he maximizes his strengths. And that's what he does. And that's why he might be the coach of the year this year. He just knows football. One of the most intelligent guys I've had the chance to be around. I've had head coaches, obviously, Andy Reid, um, you know, from Philly. Then I, I, I go to, uh, you know, Jacksonville. I had some good coaches there. Gus Bradley was, was a coach of mine. You know, from there, I, I, I go to New England. Uh, Belichick I go to Detroit you know you got Jim Caldwell and I've played with Sean Payton Dan Campbell was my tight end coach in New Orleans love Dan Campbell I knew he would be a great head coach someday Brian Dable's one of the guys that stick sticks out the guys that always keep with me he's a guy that that really loves his players this offseason I hit him up I know how busy he is he's an offseason NFL head coach because I, I was trying to get into this fitness industry to be a strength coach for the Giants he hits me up. We talk for about 10, 15 minutes. He connects me with his strength and conditioning coach. He's that type of guy, just amazing guy, amazing coach. I know I'm a little long-winded here because we're talking about table, but, I mean, just can't say enough good things about the guy, and he's an excellent coach. Yeah, I think it really uh, hits the nail on the head as to why the Giants are at this point. This roster, Clay, you can probably elaborate more. The, the Eagles are more talented than the Giants are, but the Way Giants – preparation and execution and look the eagles have great preparation and execution too this isn't to say that nick sirianni hasn't done a good job and his staff uh who are all getting head coaching as well but the giants i think are where the eagles were last year yeah absolutely they're they're a step behind where the eagles were they're the eagles team they got in the playoffs you know obviously they, they ended up winning a game and, and the eagles couldn't last year but dable probably needs to, to fill out this roster another year or two um, to, to really set up a roster the way Howie Froseman was able to set up this roster. I mean, man, my my hat's off to Howie Roseman. I mean, this guy really set up this roster. The talent level is there. You know, Jalen Hurts, obviously you can't say enough about him, but but just looking at, at the guys he was able to bring in, the defensive line, the, the linebackers developed T.J. Edwards, the, the defensive back. I don't know how he got James Bradbury for what he did. I mean, how incredible is that? I mean, that's an under, people don't talk about that as much as they as they they should, in my opinion. I mean, to me, that might have been the best, even better deal than you know getting Hassan Reddick or whoever else. But AJ Brown, 
but they're maybe a year away. And I think Dable has got this team heading in the right direction. And that to me, that's tough. Having a coach like him in the NFC East is going to be hard. I think obviously the Eagles got Jalen Hurts, so they got their their quarterback. So they will always be in it once you know these contracts start coming up. You have to pay the quarterback, you know, salary cap issues, whatever. They can still have a great team, but having Dable out there is always going to be a hard out because the guy is just so good at maximizing. All right, Clay, let's get your when you look at the big picture, Eagles 14 and 3, number one seat, home, Giants coming off the win, playing with house money. What's the X factor in this game for you as to why one team will win? I got the Eagles. And the X factor is they're not pigeonholed in, in, into, you know, one type of an offense, right? The Eagles, if they need to, they can they can throw the football. They can throw the football every down if they need to. They got Devontae Smith, they got A.J. Brown, they got Dallas Goddard, and they got one of the best offensive line in the league, hands down. Lane Johnson is expected to be 100% back. Not 100%, but Lane Johnson at 80% is still better than most right tackles at 100. The Giants, in my opinion, they can throw the ball. They just don't have the receivers. I mean, who's the Giants receivers? I mean, they don't got anybody that's going to game break. They got they don't got any vertical threats. They just don't got enough there. Tight end receivers, they just don't got the guys. Yes, they got a good run game, but they are a one-dimensional team on offense. To me, it's going to be the difference. The Eagles have their team set up where they are multidimensional. You take away the Eagles' pass game, they're going to run the ball down your throat. You take away the run game, they're going to throw the ball. The Giants, you take away their run game, that's it. They're not going to be able to throw the ball consistently and win the game. So that's why I think the Eagles are going to win because they just got a better all-around team. They're not multifaceted. They are multifaceted. They're not pigeonholed. They're not one-dimensional. I got the Eagles beating the Giants 27-20. Close game, Lincoln yeah. Financial Field, Saturday night. Uh, you spent a couple of years in Philly with the Eagles. Do you have a favorite Eagles-Giant game that you were a part of? Yeah, it's easy. I spent three years in Philly, uh, three years in an offseason. So, uh, I mean, this this one's easy. And, and obviously, I think, I think everybody's going to know this game, but I was a part of the Miracle in the Meadowlands Part 2 when Deshaun – took back that punt return I was on the field on the punt return team and uh you know blocked my guy you're welcome guys you know we got the division (laughs) title that year and uh man that was a heck of a game but that was my favorite game coming back from you know 21 down to win the game win the division with coach Reed Michael Vick Deshaun Jackson LaShawn McCoy all those guys was was excellent my favorite memories uh, Clay Harbor is host of Believe in the Jags. It's Andy Reid, your former coach against Super Bowl champion, his former offensive coordinator, Doug Peterson, your former team, the Jaguars. So give us a quick, a quick expository on what you think is going to happen between teacher and student. Man, the apprentice versus the teacher, the paddle one learner versus the master. This is going to be a, a heck of a game to watch. I'm excited, man. You know Doug's got something up his sleeve. Last time he played Coach Reed, opening kick, they, they lost 27-17, only by 10, and they missed two field goals and a couple of dropped touchdown passes. That's what people don't realize. But opening kickoff, Doug Peterson onside kicks, Andy Reed, and recovers it. It went three and out after that, but he's got something up his sleeve. Doug is ultra-aggressive. He knows he's got nothing to lose. He's going to come out swinging. He's going to come out swinging. That's, in my opinion, that's why he's dangerous. 
They got nothing to lose. Trevor Lawrence is playing at a high level. Obviously, he started off four picks, but guess what? Second half, four touchdowns, 140-something rating, 250 yards. This guy is a great quarterback. Christian Kirk has been consistent. Zay Jones, Evan Ingram has been playing well. Travis Etienne is going to be the best running back on the field. This guy's got some juice. That defense coming alive, Mike Caldwell, who is also a former Eagle linebacker coach, in the last five games of the regular season, was given is given up five fifteen point five points per game. That's top five in the league over that span. So this defense is even coming to life. This isn't going to be an easy one for the Chiefs. Obviously, they got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and that's why I think they'll they'll win in the long run. But you can't count out the Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson are going to come out swinging. I think there's a chance there. I think there's a chance they pull a monumental upset. I agree. I feel uh, that the three AFC teams, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, I think that Cincinnati was the most complete, but those injuries on the offensive line concern. Buffalo, I think losing Von Miller has been a problem, but Kansas City, I thought was the third of those three. Now with all the injuries, I think it's just pick them out of a hat. And this Jacksonville team has the feel of one of these teams that's the disruptor that no one has talked about anybody but those three teams all year. And we were all hoping for one of those, you know, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Chiefs, something in the And this Jacksonville team says, nope, we're at the party, whether you like it or not. Yeah, every, everybody, want, everybody wants that Bills, Chiefs, NFC Championship game. They feel like it's an old school 49ers, Cowboys, you know, something like that. I think they could. I think they could disrupt the whole thing. I think they could put a, a wrench in the whole dang thing and Trevor Lawrence come out there and, and, and do the thing. Everybody was picking the Chargers. Everybody thought the Chargers were going to be the one winning this game. Trevor Lawrence is a heck of a player, man. And he's, people are saying he can't play in Arrowhead. you got to realize this guy played in the college football playoff three straight years. Those college stadiums are even bigger than the NFL stadiums that he plays in. This guy played in the biggest environment you could possibly play in, the biggest games, won a national championship. Obviously, the NFL is different, but I'm saying that to say everybody talking about how Arrowhead is just going to crumble this young quarterback, this young team. They don't understand that these guys, Travis Etienne played at Clemson too, in the same system, the same games as Trevor Lawrence. They've been in those situations. Trayvon Walker, yeah, he's young, he's a rookie. He came from Georgia. He was playing in that environment, too. These guys aren't going to crumble just because they're in a loud stadium. That's where they came from. If they're a bunch of small school guys, for me, Missouri State, going to the link, Monday Night Football, I was like, wow, this is crazy. These guys are used to that. So I think there's there's a real chance that Trevor could you know could ruin that, uh, that big game. Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes to see who goes to the Super quarterback <laughs> from that AFC side man a lot of fun all right Clay Harbor host of believe in the Jags former Eagles tight end giving us a little insight on the Eagles and the Giants this week on believe in Eagles and of course like share rate review subscribe hit the like button get us out there tell your friends listen to Clay's insight on this game good breakdown as always it's good to catch up with you man and enjoy all the football this weekend yeah, of course, Mike. Appreciate you having me on. Let's go birds, baby. All right. Clay Harbor, everybody. And we'll wrap up Believe in the Eagles here. I want to let everybody know we'll try to get back with another one. We'll certainly have recaps of the game. We'll try to catch up with uh, Clay if uh, the Eagles move on. You check him out on Believe in the Jags. And, of course, uh, right back here on Believe in the Eagles. We will certainly have reaction. Maybe another show uh, between now and there. 
Uh, we will uh, work on a couple of things, trying to get uh, some more guests here on Believe in the Eagles. I think, you know, Clay brings up the point about uh, the Eagles and the Goddard stuff. He talked about Goddard, big game for Goddard. Keep an eye on him because I think if the Eagles see more of a zone look from uh, the Giants, like they showed against the Cowboys, excuse me, against the Vikings, Goddard is a better version of Hawkinson, and that could be a guy. So that's something that he brought out that I want to certainly stress. All right, that'll do it for me. Believe in Eagles. I'm Mike Gill here on Believe. Have a great rest of your day. Whenever you're watching this, go Birds on Saturday night. Of course, you can check me out on 97.3 ESPN in Atlantic City, Monday through Friday, 2 to 6, and right here on Believe in Eagles. Take care. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.